hello, hello, folks, and welcome to the Rundown New Music Podcast, episode number 14. I'm joined by Tom from The Palpitations. Hello, Tom. Hi there, Cameron. How are you doing? I know too bad. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm uh, I'm off to see Tool at the O2 later, so I'm very, very excited about that. I can imagine so. Uh, I would imagine you're also excited to be here to talk to folk about the band's latest single. Yeah, absolutely. Good opportunity yeah. to get our name out there. Yeah, definitely. So here we go, folks. We're going to have a listen to the band's latest single called Denial, and that came out on the 15th of April, 
tell me, Tom. Tell me a little bit about the song. So I've got to give credit to the right person for this one because it was it was written by our guitarist Brett. Kind of started off with that that main riff that we all thought it was quite sort of addictive sounding, and uh, Brett built it up from there. So the lyrics kind of followed that, and then usually because there's there's four of us in the band, we sort of once someone's got like a demo, guitar and lyrics kind of stuff, we then we get in the room together. Um, we rattle off ideas, layer it up, put in the bass, get some drum licks, things like that. And yeah, that's that's pretty much how it was constructed. It's it's uh, title is nothing cryptic. It it is very much about denial. We thought <laughs> we we did think once like is it is that too obvious? Do we should we try and make it a little bit more uh, a little bit more spicy or unclear what it's about? But no, it's it's about denial. Sometimes these these names just have to stick, don't they? Yeah, and I I think it's it's a good thing to write about because it, it's it's. It's something that a lot of people go through at some point in their lives. You know, wh- whatever format that might be, something that kind of stops them from developing as a person. Maybe they're in a, in some kind of bad situation at work or in a relationship, or they might deny they've got like mental or physical health problems. And uh, yeah, ho- hopefully, it's something that people can kind of hopefully relate to a an experience at some point in their lives. Or uh, this is bit perspective but if if they go through denial then maybe they'll listen to that song and they'll think hang on a sec here's what's happening yeah a little bit of a reality check really that, that that's what i got from listening to it personally there's many occasions i can think of that i've been in that situation where oh no 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 that's not me not at all and then yeah you're, you're who are you lying to at the end of the day yourself so exactly. you're, yeah but no you know lovely lovely sound in that uh pop, yeah Flawless performance on on that track. I can't complain. No, nor would I complain. It sounded great. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you wanted to, you could. It's fine. <laughs> I'm too nice for that. So, tell me more about the palpitations. Who makes up the band? Uh, so we've got myself as the uh, lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist. Uh, Brett is our lead guitarist and backing vocalist. Nishant is our Bassist and kind of the the one remaining founding member, and Florine is our uh, is our drummer. So we are a four piece. This lineup goes back to 2018, I think. So the band kind of existed in a previous iteration with with Nishan, and um, I actually I used to work with him in in Luton Hospital, and I knew he'd had a band, and I'd, I'd been meaning to go and see him live. And I was I was just about to move to another job, and it was like one one of my last shifts in the hospital. And uh, ran into Nish and said, How, how's your band going, mate? I, I really need to see you live. And he's like, not good, man. Not good. I haven't got a vocalist. Obviously, I thought, aha, <laughs> this is my way in. <laughs> and it just went from there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Brett joined around the same time as myself. They, uh, Nishan and, and Brett are mates from, from Cricket. Yeah, and then um, drummers, drummers can be hard to find. We, we eventually found Flo and he's... He's fantastic. He's, he's as crazy as any drummer, any rock and roll drummer you might expect. So it you know, fits the bill perfectly. Sounds it. It definitely sounds <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so tell me then, Denial, what was the inspiration behind the single? The Brett is the man to ask, really, isn't he? I think, so yeah, As it, it started with that riff. The riff, the riff was always there, and we were like, "That's good. You've got to, you've got to build something around that." I don't know whether some kind of denial process happened for, <laughs> for Mister Brett. Or I'm not sure. He's he's happily married. He's he's happily a dad now as well. 
So a bit of the backstory for him is he he moved over from South Africa. Uh, I think it's about five or six years ago now, and that was quite that was quite challenging for him. And he he talks about South Africa as as a country that he really loves. And I, I've not been myself, but I'm told it's absolutely beautiful, but a bit damaged by by the politicians. So I think maybe maybe it's something to do with the, the situation he was dealing with there and the need for him. And his and his wife to to move over. So perhaps perhaps that might have been might have been the inspiration. I don't know. Was it would it be too personal for me to ask him? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. You you know him better than me, so <laughs> oh, my family he wouldn't mind. Yeah, that it makes sense. It makes logical sense. So yeah, that that could be it, or it could be something completely unrelated. Who knows? Could be nothing. I, I, there's probably a lot of songs that people are just like regurgitate some lyrics or oh that sounds good. Well, that sounds relatable, but not not to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that leads me on to my next question. When it comes to finding inspiration, how, how do you go about doing that? What's involved for you and the band? So I, I think we kind of put our own brand on the different songs, and it, it comes from different places, which is where it, it, it's kind of probably easier being in a group being in a band rather than being a solo artist you you can only really depend on yourself as a solo artist unless you've got some close mates who can kind of help you with the the creative process but yeah we just sort of rattle off ideas between us um so Nishant and I are both doctors and I think some of the inspiration for for our writing comes from that from from my angle it's more from the political side of it rather than the the actual day-to-day life and the, the disease and the healing and you know that kind of stuff that I thought it would feel a bit too gimmicky perhaps but yeah. but I think that's definitely a factor um politics seems to get more and more interesting with every year as well so the way our the way our leaders in this country and the way leaders in other countries find a you know a narrative to make decisions in their own best interest but to the damage of everyone else I, I find that quite interesting the whole sort of the greed and the corruption that always makes for that always makes for good songwriting. Otherwise, what else? Yeah, war, societal inequalities. Uh, we don't really write love songs, I don't think. Lots of people do. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so modest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll write a love song, Cameron. We'll do it then. Uh, there you All go. Right. <laughs> go to diversify a little bit. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the popular appeal. Keep it light. Hi, just throw your fan base off guard a little bit. Like, what, what was going on? <laughs> was, that? was that a love song, mate? Was that a ballad? <laughs> Good God. No. Hopefully, hopefully they'll enjoy it when we do. Either that or they've been in denial that they love it. That's a good point. We could just tell them they're in denial if they don't like it. Exactly. It <laughs> links in nicely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, speaking of being, being a doctor and whatnot, and uh, just the band as a whole, COVID, how did that affect you? And the band. I think we were pretty lucky because all of us have have jobs on the side. You're probably getting very used to hearing that from budding musicians. <laughs> I think the time you start making money is is somewhere down the line. You know, you you kind of need a record deal, or you need to be gigging to to big audiences at least, and you need promoters on your side. So we we had that to fall back on, and I think so. Yeah, from the financial perspective, we we were all okay. For Nishan and myself, yeah, we we went we worked in hospital and it was it was different, definitely. At points, it was something of a war zone. 
very dystopian, I have to say. Yeah, not not in a kind of. I, it got hard for people who were who were doing it every day. I was I was actually studying full time, so I just kind of nipped in when I could. They only really had a shortage of specific doctors. They had a shortage of intensive care doctors. Otherwise, everyone kind of flocked in and, and helped as much as they could. And obviously, we had a shortage of beds and nurses as well. But so there was there was only so much I could help with, as much as I kind of wanted to. But yeah, they they were they were striking experiences in terms of the complete lack of relatives or or friends or visitors that that was just strange because usually usually hospitals are completely bustling with whoever doing whatever um, so true the the kind of yeah the emptiness of a and e during the first wave was was really striking plus everyone's wearing a mask it feels like it was sort of a post-nuclear situation but yeah it definitely it got tough for, for some people Nish- nishan's one of the toughest person one of, one of the toughest people i know and i he, he go with it pretty well but i know a lot of my colleagues did find it very difficult and daunting and it affected training that kind of stuff as well for the band i i mean well the most important thing is we didn't lose anyone we loved i think you you can say you had a good pandemic if you didn't lose anyone close to you so so we we have we have that on our side definitely i think it just slowed us down because we 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 felt like we were starting to get some momentum we'd only fairly recently released our first ep so you know the kind of the beginning of a new phase for the band we had three other songs that were ready to record one of them is denial we finally just released and yeah it just it sort of slowed us down i I think that's that's the main thing to be honest yeah that makes sense that makes sense Uh, i've asked this question before with other bands and artists and it's interesting to hear what they've got to say the main thing is i haven't heard anybody losing someone which you know i'm glad because you wouldn't wish yeah, that on you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy yeah let alone your best friend and i, I do know people who did so yeah, yeah which is horrible horrible mm. as i said i would never wish it on anybody yeah never i guess it is kind of the beginning of a new phase now isn't it again the new norm yeah well yeah like you walk out on the street and it kind of feels like 2019 again in a way it does until you see someone with a mask and then you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Or the thing that annoys me, you, you, you're getting on the bus. I, I, I don't drive, I rely on public transport and I, I will wear my mask and then you see somebody get on and the mask's only up to their nose and you think to yourself, that's not wearing the mask. That's... The chin diaper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's covering the mouth and that, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. not covering you the nose. You breathe through your nose most yeah. of the time, don't you? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wear, wear it properly or don't wear it because now in most i can't remember in scotland do you still have to do you still need masks because it's still mandatory or? no it's not uh, as a, a couple of weeks ago it stopped being mandatory so well, at least you got the choice now yeah um, i mean it's definitely it's definitely around and people are people are getting it but i think mostly people aren't getting it as bad as they were so one or two gambles from from the government the last many of them didn't pay off but i think the last one in terms of lifting everything, they might have just about got away with it. That's, Or at least that's how it feels to me. And, I mean, that's that's massively helped the music industry. Hugely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we'll see if that, that gamble pays off. Yeah, we're not done yet, are we? No, certainly <laughs> not. Wood, fingers crossed, everything. <laughs> For sure. The local music scene, where you are, what's happening? What's it like? It's it's not bad where I am. I'm, I'm really lucky. Um, I live in Finsbury Park, North, North London kind of area. So Camden's just down the road and 
it's it it definitely suffered. There's a couple of venues not far from me that I really loved and did shut, like the Unicorn. That was great for metal music, and I mean you can you can see why after two years of, of total uncertainty in terms of income, complete lack of support from the government as well. They've sadly many of them have not had the option um, and and just had to sell up and shut up shop. Uh, the Big Red is another one in in Holloway that I think it's sort of reopened under new management, but it's not. It's, it's nothing like it used to be. That said, plenty of places in, in Camden are doing well. So yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of I'm spoiled with where I am in London. It's there's a there's a huge kind of concentration of uh, of the indie and the rock scene here, and there was a huge kind of renovated interest when lockdowns started to ease. It was you know how, it was all about how are we going to make this happen? Can we? Can we feasibly social distance? I think fairly quickly people realised that sort of live streams from home were a thing, but they were not the same thing. Yeah, that was... We tried one yeah. and it was difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, so everyone was just... There was just a flood of, of investment and desperation to get everything back as quickly as possible. And I can I can kind of... I can see it happening. We, we've had a few gigs since uh, since May last year. Um, some of the, the, the rules have were a little bit strict back then. The first one in, in, in May 2021, that was that was the Amish Imams in New Cross. Great gig. Felt so good to be back. But everyone was sat down, so it was kind of hard to gauge how uh, <laughs> uh, how much people were enjoying it. But more recently, there, there seemed to be plenty. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, that, I know it's not quite what it once was, but it's back to that sense of, well, yeah, live music's happening again. That it's happening regularly. You're you're not having to social distance. If you feel safer wearing a mask, you can do so. You're not being forced to. Yeah, it's, it's doing a lot better than it was. Do you think it'll ever get back to that sense of normal? Or do you think this is the new, like what I said before, the new sense of normality? I guess I I'm, I have a maybe a little bit more of an insight in terms of how COVID is doing just from working in hospitals, and it seems. It seems like we've hit a new norm there, while society has got back to essentially normal, essentially no restrictions. My knowledge of virology is is not good enough for me to give you a, a definitive answer to that. But, well, I mean, the thing is, I think back in December, a lot of people thought, this is it, we're back, everything's normal. And then I saw the darkness in, in Shepherd's Bush and like three days later got COVID. So Fine. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the explosion of Omicron. So I think... You know, we've we've been wrong about this before, but I feel like hopefully we we might be there. We might be at a level of immunity that yes, people will get it. it. It's I don't think it's ever going to go, at least from my understanding, which is a bit limited. I will be honest, but I think people will be allowed to do what they always wanted to. I think gigs will be allowed to do what they want to do. I don't think you will need to show COVID passes again, or at least I really hope not. So, fingers crossed. I feel optimistic. Good. That's that's good. Uh, I, I do as well. Um, I've been to a few gigs in the past couple of weeks and months, and it does it does feel back to normal. Apart from seeing the odd sign here and there, sanitising stations everywhere. Apart from that, it's yeah, pretty much back to normal. I can weigh in on the sanitising stuff. But this is a virus that spreads through the air, so <laughs> especially if your skin doesn't like um, alcohol gel. Don't bother. It doesn't do anything as far as we <laughs> That's what I find interesting. But if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Or if you've got, you know, if you've got cold and flu symptoms, then maybe do everyone a favor and sell on your ticket. A lot of, a lot of, um, like ticket 
companies like AXS, for instance, now give you a really easy option to resell. Dice does it as well. I've so I, I had to resell a ticket for talk this evening, and it was snatched up instantaneously. So I got you know I got I got seventy quid back quite quite happily. So yeah, I think if if I was you know if I did have fever, loss of smell, dry cough, all that stuff, I think let's not be a dick and spread it to lots of people. <laughs> Well, that's a good idea. Resell and get my money back. Or, you know, at the very least, if you're in, in a little bit of doubt, you can whack a mask on. And True. Yeah, maybe use the hand job. Maybe use the hand job, but I don't think it works. <laughs> and if you've got any spare tests still in the house, then use one. I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully other people do as well. It would have been nice. That's one of those things that it would have been nice if they'd carried that on, made it available to people, rather than just pretending it had gone away altogether. Yeah. It, it can. It, it really could help decisions. For sure. For sure. That, that's a conversation for another time, but I've got a lot to say on that one. <laughs> yeah, so what's in store for the palpitations between now and the end and beyond? Oh, God, the end. Um, end of the year, the that means. <laughs> <laughs> the end of our lives. <laughs> the end of civilization, uh, as we know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a gig this Saturday, well, Saturday 14th, depending on when this comes out, we may, that may or may not have already happened. Of course. So that's at the pipeline in Brit- in Brighton with um, Christ, lots of bands. Can't remember many of them to be honest. <laughs> I need to I need to look into that. Terrible, terrible. I can tell you who we're playing with in two weeks though, which is that's going to be at the Castle in Luton. We're playing with TCMF and Sinker. Uh, Sinker in particular are fantastic, very kind of Wolf Mother type vibes. We play with a lot of. Um, I mean, the the industry is obviously quite indie dominated now and and post-punk dominated we are a little bit more old school we're a slightly older band i guess as well and a little bit heavier so it's it's kind of, it's nice to run into people who are a little bit more hard rock oriented as well so i'm looking we were going to play with sinker a couple of years ago and that got cancelled so looking forward to finally meeting those guys and then we are playing the good mixer on 16th of june with jojo and the teeth um, so that should be that should be top fun. We've played there before. I don't know whether yeah, end of the year is probably not likely for this, but we we have now got enough material for a, an album. We've got six songs recorded. We'll be releasing two more of those definitely this year. But we're we get we get to the point where we could have a an LP. So I think we need to. I mean, we're all. I know we're all thinking about it. I mean, me and the guys, we we're all sort of wondering when the best time to do that is, and you know whether we need to go over some of the songs we've recorded already, refine them, tweak bits. You know, what have we learned since we were we released the the original EP? How are we gonna get this into a concrete story? So there's there's definitely an LP coming, whether or not that'll be through a record label. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> could it be that it's uh by by the time you have everything sorted, it could be a, a Christmas stocking filler? Ooh. For this year no, I'll just I'll give people coal. Like <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> that's 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 it. That's brutal. <laughs> chocolate, if they, chocolate if they've been nice to me. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. If you've been nice to Tom, you'll get some chocolate. <laughs> Feeling that it's cool all the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carl's Carl's in shortage now, so you should be grateful. Ah, uh, it's probably worth a lot now, <laughs> especially being in, in short supply. Well, we come to this part of the, the podcast where we get to listen to two singles, by one by an artist, one by a band, 
And uh, you get to hear mine and Tom's feedback, mainly Tom's. So no pressure, Tom, no pressure. <laughs> there is a pre- bit of pressure, but you'll be fine. Uh, so the first song we'll take a look at is Ain't Caught Up On You. That's by Paul Millen, and that came out on the 18th of March, 2022. I paint a picture for you Show you what I wanna do. I write my name in stone so that you know longer on. So don't worry about things you can't control. Sometimes, cause it's good for the soul. Expect me to do 
Yes. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I really like the guitar tones and I, his his voice kind of it almost reminded me a bit of Bob Dylan actually. Um, it's I can see a lot of people listening to that and really enjoying it. I, I can see the the broader appeal, but I will say I, I'm a metalhead, so it's not quite it's not quite my my taste. I, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more a little bit more in the way of chord progressions or just something something a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, it, it's very conversational. It, it's it's about it's about a guy and a girl. Um, so you can't you can't take that into two weird territories, can you? But might have been. I, I would have liked a little bit more sort of weirdness. Throwing some some weird chords. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, I a bit can... of stru- structure change or tempo change. Just just something. It's quite consistent. Something to throw you off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quite liked it. Um, I found it very. I found it was one of those songs that could be. I don't know. You're in the pub. You're having a good time, and you would just chant along to the la 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 that that bit. I'm I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going to do any more of that. I don't <laughs> sing, so uh, I reserve that right to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the shower's for. That's that's where I learned. Exactly. Well, there you go. See, so. Yeah, that's 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 where we all started originally. <laughs> Just some decide to venture out, but yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was one of those ones. It, it, it'd go down well anywhere, even if it was just as a like an a uh, uh, starting act before like the palpitations were to come on stage. It could be a nice sort of intro, warm up the crowd, and then you guys are the me. like the, the kind of like swigging heads, like oh that was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, throwing something a bit. Darker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just broken up with my girlfriend. Now it's on to... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, but no, thank you uh, on that one. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. So we're now going to look at song number two by two female singers, a guitarist, and I want to say a drummer. Don't quote me on that. I'm talking about Spires. The song's called Honestly, and that came out on the 29th of April, 2022.
to fall, but time heals all. Tom, what was your honest opinion on Spires? My honest, yeah, on honestly. <laughs> I, lo- I really loved that. I, I think it was so well produced. And I know I was I might have come across a bit harsh on um, on Paul's song. It is a great song. It is a great song. But what Spires did here is just a little... I mean, it's a similar kind of running theme in terms of... It, it feels kind of post-breakup and and there's there's that kind of theme of regret there. But... This one had more of a kind of uplifting vibe to it. It felt kind of quite summery. There was, there was a bit more sort of dynamics in terms of ups and downs and in terms of the energy of the song. And yeah, just, just so well produced as well. So that's, that's something I, I would happily listen to this summer. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. My thoughts are it's a song you can definitely come, it, it, it brings you back. You want to listen to it again. And it progresses. I'm guessing like you for a moment. It progresses quite nicely. It starts off slow, and then it gets a bit more in your face, and then it pulls itself back again. Maybe that's just how I see it. But uh, on the same page, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it goes in. It goes in. It comes out, and you you don't necessarily know where the song's going in terms of its its energy. So it's it's nice to be a little bit more on your toes. You kind of, I felt a bit more with the narrative there. I yeah, that's what I would say. Do you think Spires would be a nice opener for the palpitations? I think we'd have to open for them. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to. I saw they um, they got a song featured on, I think it was Unfair. Um, yes. Yeah, on Channel 4, which is pretty cool. And they're playing Isle of Wight. So, yeah, just, just based on that information alone, I suspect we would be supporting them before the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, they've they've came a long ways. I I got to meet them uh, way back, and it was just the two of them. The the song "Other Side," uh, their debut uh, single, sounded very different back then. It's changed so much now. It's interesting to see the progression of like how things originally started. Like you've probably noticed this yourself with the palpitations when you joined. Definitely. How it's progressed from your joining to the here and now. It's uh, the journey. It's but it's important. It is, and when you when you sponge in more members, it that it, it's always to the benefit. I think you know, unless you really don't get on, and, and unless you've got ideas that are just 
mutually exclusive and competing it's always good to kind of pass your your ideas and your demos through through your colleagues and uh yeah and you eventually i think when you hit sort of it's it's easier being in a band of four or five people because you've got that extra skill there you've got those extra opinions and eventually i think you can get to more than just the sum of the parts and that that song by by Spires is it feels more than the sum of the parts that feels like a really complete work it's it's a really excellent song it does it does same with denial it it, it comes across as a complete Stop song it. <laughs> I've got to it's interviews about you <laughs> in denial I'm, I'm pushing so. it aren't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't not talk about it <laughs> of course yeah oh so we come to my favorite part of the interview I call it the quick fire round. Is it ever quick? Mm. No, it's never quick. I should rename I can it. Try to make it quick if you want. You don't actually, have to. I've, I've I've listened to this show and I like it. I like it sort of drawn out a little bit. We'll see how it flows slash goes. Yeah. Well, let's start off with a, a simple one. Favorite food? I eat a lot of pizza. That doesn't make me a very special human being. What kind of pizza? <laughs> I think okay. Favorite food might depend on how how much alcohol I might have had. So if I if I'm sober, probably pizza. <laughs> um, if I'm a little tipsy, maybe a, a, a pad thai. Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love Thai food. Thai food is great. And then if I'm, you know, a bit further along that spectrum, might have come back from night out in Camden Town or something. Then uh, it's going to have to be a, a greasy Turkish kebab, isn't it? Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> what do you have on the pizza? Well, if you go to the like. The really proper Italian places, then it you got to keep it simple. It's got to be a margarita, of course, some buffalo mozzarella, and you don't want to spruce it up too much. No, no. If it's if you're looking at Domino's, then it's probably going to need some barbecue sauce and some dead animals or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd expect them to be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather they weren't still alive. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't have the guts to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody would really. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, God, that got dark, didn't it? It did. It did. Oh, that's <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite swear word? Ah, uh, yeah, this is my favorite part of your show. Um, <laughs> did I? Have, I think I've not sworn up until this point, but I know we are allowed to. Yes, and I usually I usually swear a lot at work, which is not ideal for the NHS. <laughs> I, it's got. It's got to be fuck. It's just so versatile. Is that you know, the word got... that you use at the, uh, when you're working? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> not in front of the patients. I hope. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. I'm not. I'm not that bad. To my colleagues, the word fucked does get occasionally used. Not in the 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 coitus sense. More in the oh dear type sense. Oh yeah. 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 But you, you can you can do anything with the word fuck. It's you know it can be a verb. It can be an adjective can be a present participle as in fucking yeah you could use it to describe a friend as as well as somebody you dislike exactly yeah actually just the noun fuck like you're such a useless fuck die that's quite a good one i like that (laughs) it is it's such a versatile word (laughs) oh um i'm a fan of the c word as well i think the the aussies particularly love the c word don't they and it sounds nice with an Aussie accent. Yeah, whereas with a with a Glaswegian, it's it's a little bit more brutal, isn't it? It's a bit more well, in your face. It is. It, yeah. It's, oh. But what, what you can do, you can you can make a participle out of that one as well, which which I've heard an Aussie do before. 
Uh, you could, you know, you could say, "Oh, you're such a cunting muppet," <laughs> and then it sounds it sounds so much more affectionate. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it can go either way. <laughs> so that's the theme. Then it's versatile. They're both versatile words. Yeah, that can be applied to vast majority of situations. I think versatility is key for a good swear word, definitely. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. <laughs> Might start putting them in some of the songs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now, Tom, do you, band, have a most embarrassing story that you would like to we share? We need to tour more. We need to tour more, and then I'm sure we'll have stuff. <sighs> nothing nothing really to write home about, I'm afraid. I'm sure it will get there. Yeah. But it's not. We're not like Guns and Roses. We're not constantly drunk or on drugs um, on tours. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and um, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that that mantra is getting a bit old now, isn't it? It is. I, our first gig was pretty. Well, I was pretty bad. Um, I hadn't quite worked out how to do the mic distance. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was practically inaudible for the for the whole set. So. Were you this far apart, or were you this far apart? The second one, <laughs> yeah, but but you can do if you're recording at home, you can, you know, or you're you're on, on Audacity or Ableton or something like that. You can see that it's picking it up, yeah. But but live when you're all competing with each other for volume and you can't hear the monitors, I got no bloody idea. And I, I, I it was the first time I'd ever used stage monitors as well. So mm. who was I to know that I was supposed to be able to hear myself through through the bloody things? Um, yeah, but that that was that was a lesson rapidly learned. Other embarrassing things. We record our, our jamming sometimes just to sort of see if we can work on our, our songs. And there was this brilliant there was this brilliant moment where Brett was doing backing at the end of Lights Out, which is supposed to be like an ah, and it it came out like a moose trying to give birth. <laughs> and <laughs> how do you know what a moose giving birth? <laughs> something, something like that. So we're like, let's listen to ourselves, James. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that got a lot of plays. That one, I, I should, I should save it as my ringtone. Um, <laughs> it's the, the specific one for Brett. So whenever Brett calls me, I'm like, oh, it's Brett. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then anybody that listens listens to this interview will know when you're getting a call now or a message, it's Brett. Yeah, poor Brett. Yeah. Poor guy, poor guy. He's got a fantastic voice. He just didn't for that specific moment of time. What went wrong, do you know? (laughs) No idea. (laughs) He might might have had a small stroke. I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe or just didn't warm up his uh, voice. Yeah. Not enough cigarettes? I I don't know. Too little cigarettes. (laughs) Too little cigarettes, yeah. Neither or. You never know. (laughs) Mm. It's a mystery. We can we can only hypothesize what exactly happened at that moment. Very true. Mm-hmm. I can relive it as many times as I like because we recorded it. Well, there you- <laughs> will that ever be released one day? <laughs> Maybe as a B side. That'd be fun if the B side got more traction <laughs> than the A side. <laughs> yeah, um, but rather than lights out, be lights having a seizure or something like that. Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, that's been enough of that. Enough of that. Oh, yes, yes, thing, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, biggest pet peeve. Mm, people with no spatial awareness. Can you give an example? Well, particularly on on the pavement. Oh yes, or on the sidewalk. If you're <laughs> if you're listening in America, there's oh, there's a hundred thousand examples I can think of, but they're hard to describe. So one one could be someone pulling out of a, a shop on on the street, and 
they don't they don't check to see that you're walking straight past them. They just walk straight out. So you have to dodge them and jump into traffic. Um, or you've got a group of people, a group of lads or, or tourists or even families who decide that the most convenient shape, the most convenient formation for them to walk in is, is a horizontal line and to walk at about minus four miles an hour. That fucking pisses me off. Uh, one, one act. Get away from my kids. <laughs> Put them in a more convenient shape, please. <laughs> I wish to get past. You're bloody slow. Uh, so that, that that's one. Um, I, it probably applies to driving as well. Ooh. People who think their car might be smaller than their car actually is. You know, a single a single person driving a massive Range Rooney for for no apparent reason, <laughs> and then thinking that 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 makes them superior the imperiousness that driving a ranger over seems to give people it's just yeah, like they have priorities out- outrageous <laughs> yeah yeah god they have the rate of weight <laughs> yeah and my car's more expensive than yours so <laughs> shoo <sighs> i sometimes let people out on side roads if you know if they're clearly going to have a hard time but i do it depending on which car they're driving oh, so wow. if they're driving a, a nice convenient little car then yeah, of course you can you can come out. Although if it's like a Kia Picanto, they they might be slower. So yeah, it's sort of swings and roundabouts for that one. But if they're driving a Range Rover or or an Audi Six Series, then not Six Series ones, A Four or A Six, they're not coming out because <laughs> I know they're going to be an asshole. <laughs> well, and that just makes you happy. You driving by and just like yeah, <laughs> it does. It gives me the smugness that I need to to get through the day. I think. Prepares you. <laughs> I like it. Get get the assholeness out, and then you'll be all right for the rest of the day. Well, there you go. There you go. If you had your own cocktail slash mocktail, what would it be called, and what would be in it? I'm more of a beer drinker than a cocktail. Well, fine, haven't it? they made? Haven't they made every cocktail in existence yet? Pretty much. <laughs> well, fine. Then. It could be a beer then, if you made your own beer. Like, what would be in it? What would the flavor wise or whatever? Um, it would be the Aldi generic beer <laughs> with with the Aldi generic baked beans, and I'd call it Aging Single Man. <laughs> how, about, how about that? <laughs> oh, somebody will make that. <laughs> or, actually, I did think about this before. I used to like Long Island iced teas, but because it has five different very toxic spirits in it. Um, but if if maybe you had all those five, you know, the gin, vodka, rum, whiskey, I can't remember the others. Quantro's in there, I think. Uh, but then you topped it with beer rather than Coke. <laughs> wow. That's that's yeah. that's uh... That's a drink. That's a man's drink. <laughs> <laughs> My brain can't process that. I I didn't try that. Uh, <laughs> so would this be a drink that would be available? With the palpitations are performing, it'd be available at that venue. Yeah, it would be mandatory uh, before watching us, I think, because the... then you'd enjoy it more. <laughs> and would it be mandatory for the band to drink it beforehand? There's, a, there's very much a, a kind of a range of how much alcohol we all should have to perform at our best. Because I think nothing, you know, like if you have a, a pine, there's a, it gives you a bit of Dutch courage and takes the yips out of the voice. Why? Actually makes you sing a bit smoother. But once you've hit three or four, the timing starts to go a little bit. So whatever that drink, I just the Long Island Ice Death. Um, I, yeah, I think that would probably uh, 
throw us off a little bit. <laughs> you sound like you're speaking from personal uh, experience. I've definitely sung drunk before, but I can't remember when. <laughs> I, hope with, <laughs> I hope it wasn't with the band. But I know, I know for a fact I can't play guitar when I'm drunk. Right. At all. So, so you know, you know your limits, then you know your limits. Yeah, yeah, and you have to test yourself to to find those as well. So. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, now, now another food related question: burger with mm. fries. Would you completely finish the fries or the burger first, or switch between? Mm. I I usually try to alternate the different components of, of any any dish, unless I'm really hungry and, and really greedy, in which case I'd probably just off down one component but you you get a burger and chips for the burger don't you so i, I would definitely be starting with a burger yeah that makes sense I, I, don't, I don't know why you would sort of satiate yourself with chips that you, you know you probably experienced something similar to before to i don't, I don't know and then the burger's not going to go down as well is it mm, but maybe you want to eat the fries because you know if you leave them they'll get cold yeah but what if the burger gets cold? to be fair the burger will get cold slower that is a good argument. Yeah, because the burger's well wrapped usually, so mm. it's all. So the, it's the surface area to volume ratio is is more favourable for a burger to stay warm than chips. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the chip. This this is a yeah. game changer. <laughs> 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 oh, it's it's one of half the burger, half the burger. <laughs> eat half the burger, then most of the chips, then back to the burger, and then throw away the. <laughs> the cold chips or what if we just destroy the burger we throw the fries onto the burger with the burger ooh that's a controversial one I get some people like chip buddies don't they they do they do especially especially in the north and I never really got that I don't I don't I, I didn't really understand why you would put starch within starch <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> I'm sure it. I'm sure it works. For those that don't know, uh, a chip butty is essentially a rolling chips. That's what we like to say up here. But yeah, it's yeah, that's chip butty. Mm. Or a crisp sandwich. Oh yeah, we simply really like putting crisps into sandwiches and rolls. My old man loved that, but I I don't get it. I think the the competition between the textures is just too aggressive. Yeah, that's it's not for me. I thought it would. I thought it would work. I thought great, but no, it's not for me. I think it's just an old. It's an old person thing. It is a little bit, isn't it? Or, or just an Ireland thing? Yeah. Back when your food choices weren't as uh, big as they are now. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much a baked beans on toast man most of the time, so not exactly exotic. <laughs> it's tried and tested, though, so you can't really go wrong unless you go with a. A different brand to what you would normally go for. It's it's a cold day in hell when I do change brand. I'm <laughs> Branston man. <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Branston. <laughs> You're not sponsored by them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to love food. What are you currently listening to? So the there's three albums that have come out this year that I've I've really enjoyed. Which one did I listen to? Oh uh, yeah, so Ramstein released. Their latest uh, number, Sight. I think it was last week. It was quite recent. And it's just belter after belter. It's so good. It really is. So would encourage everyone to listen to that. It's not quite, it's not quite Mutter. I don't think anything, that's probably the best industrial metal album ever released, Mutter. But Sight is, it's a quality piece of work. 
Lily Talent's new album is is great. I'm I'm rediscovering them. I remember being a teenager listening to their first album, Try Honesty, and then kind of forgetting that they existed for some time. But they've they've put out loads of good good work, and their their latest album, I think it's called Crisis of Faith, is is quality. Like the first song is kind of like a two part progressive punk rock piece, which is quite quite alliterative. Um, it, it's really solid. Love love that band. Definitely need to see them live at some point. And Ghost, Ghost have a new album as well, which is just it's, it's like musical pornography. <laughs> <It's so good>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it must be good if you have described it that it's way. It's <laughs> very, it's oh god, yeah. I, I I was driving up up through Hearts, and I kind of remembered that they uh, they put a new one out. I was like, well, I'll wang that on. That was a good drive. It was a good drive. Fantastic album. It's just so well produced. Tobias Forge, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. It's it's strange as as a band like that how they managed to to be anonymous for must have been at least six seven years. No one knew who they were, and that was you know, from a marketing perspective, it's quite strange, isn't it? It is because you've got to get yourself out there to be noticed and seen and all that. But yeah, that's. So he branded himself as a Pope, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> and I remember in an interview he said, like, when he, he put the first demos down for whatever was going to be on Opus Eponymous, like, they, him and whoever his guitarist was at the time, sang it, recorded it, were like, well, that doesn't sound like us. So we're going to have to do something about the image, make it make it work a little bit more. It, image is always a, is an interesting thing in, in rock music, you know. You off, I think you often can't tell what people are like based on how they dress. We just decided suits would be easiest, like Interpol do. Interpol always wear suits because none of us have any fashion sense. So if you just put the same suit on, then uh, you know you're going to look you're going to look decent and kind of works for any genre. So maybe not R and B, maybe R and B. Depends on the song, I suppose. Yeah, can't go wrong with a, a nice looking suit, can you? True. True. Maybe like West Coast nineties hip hop. I don't think suits would. No, 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 no. Work with, work with that, would they? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd be very questionable uh, <laughs> that sort of look with that sort of scene. Yeah, like they start singing or rapping, like oh, you weren't expecting that, way. No, no, that's true. <laughs> you wouldn't be. That'd be quite a a mind fuck, for lack of a better term. For sure. It's all about subverting people's expectations, isn't it? Exactly. You want... It becomes more memorable at that point. Yeah. You, you want it to be a surprise thing as opposed to the same old. Exactly, yeah. We could we could write a, an acoustic love song and follow it up with a progressive death metal song. Just just for fun. Just to keep people on their toes. Or you merge the two and it starts off like a nice Ooh. love song at the beginning. And you're like, oh, this is very different. And it's you're you're you're, you're <laughs> kind of confused for a moment, and then it switches to the hard hitting, and you're just like, "Whoa, Jesus Christ!" Ah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a very good idea. I'm an ideas man. I'm just not good at implementing ideas. So, well, can we can we recruit you? You can be our ideas man <laughs> if you like. And it won't be me. It'll be it'll be initial Brett. They'll they'll implement. I'll see what I can pull out of this noggin of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, free of charge, of course. Um, <laughs> Thank Hi. you. I'm happy to help. I was going to offer. I was going to offer to pay you, but you've 
you started offering yourself for free. So. Yeah, I've just kind of, yeah, kicked the bucket there. Um, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Where can everybody find the Palpitations online? We are on Facebook as Palpitations Music. We're on Instagram as, I think it's the Palpitations, pretty sure. We may or may not be on TikTok or Twitter. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have sort of half-assed it and then and then uh, not carried through because there's there's too many platforms now. We are music-wise, we're on all the usual stuff. So Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. We got starting to generate some music videos as well. So YouTube's worth checking out too. Yeah, everywhere you'd expect, unless you're Generation Z and you only use TikTok. In which case, you I don't think you will find us. Yeah. You'll have to use one of the others. Unless I promoted one of the songs on there, which I haven't done yet, but I think that'll oh, be... would you? I'll note that, that down, great. yeah, because... Because uh, maybe kids will like our music, I don't... Potentially. Do they, do they probably don't like being called kids, do they? The, uh, the young ones? I don't know. Yeah, the the young ones that, that think we're all idiots, that think millennials are, are stupid. Yeah, it's not good. But they, you never know, they I'm might... Glad. They're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, they might use the music in one of their TikToks, you never know. Especially if it's a, a love song turned heavy metal, like, mess. <laughs> yeah, actually, I could see that working for, like, a Vine. Well, a Vine's obviously quite a... A, a, a TikTok. You're showing your age there. <laughs> I miss Vines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's put you to bed, Grandpa. Yeah. Oh, but no, uh, thank you, Tom, for uh, taking time out your busy life and that to to join me for this interview be nice to see the band and that nice it'd be nice to see yourself at some point we'd love you to come we'd, we'd love to meet you um, i apologize that my my compadres couldn't couldn't be here as well cameron i've had a, i've had a great time yeah hey, uh, don't worry but i'm sure if uh, there's a follow-up interview in the future it'll be the whole gang in mind. yeah yes I'll, I'll drag everyone along definitely definitely well uh, thank you for being on the podcast Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. Until next time. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Until next time, we're going to end on a song that I came across a little while ago. I feel like it, it's aged like fine wine, even though it's not been out for too long. The song's called Time Waits for No Man by Rachel Croft. Until next time, folks. I'll see you later. Time to say goodbye Said I loved you You know that's not a lie I misread the tears I shed Cause I cry all the time